0: This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Apache helicopters and strengthening of Indian Air Force.
1: The participants are Commodore C. Uday Bhaskar, defense analyst, and Ajay Banerjee, journalist. Commander Bhaskar, the Indian Air Force has inducted eight Apache new attack helicopters at Pathankot This is a paradigm shift over the existing capabilities of the Indian Air Force, which was using the Soviet or the Russian origin Mi-25 and Mi-35 helicopters. The Apache helicopter brings in capabilities which will increase the range of the Indian Air Force. As we all know, these helicopters, which are called attack helicopters, move along with tank formations. And these helicopters will bring in newer capabilities. How do you see it in a strategic I would
0: say that the induction of the Apache helicopters, which is now the 64 series Echo, which is the most latest version of the Apache, is a significant enhancement of what you might describe as the multi mission capability of the Indian Air Force as far as rotary wing, that is, helicopters, are concerned. As you rightly observed, till recently the Indian Air Force was dependent on the Mi series, the Mi 25 and the Mi-35, which we had acquired from former Soviet Union, now Russia. They had gone through their operational cycle and the Indian Air Force had conveyed this particular requirement, which is to acquire the equivalent of a modern attack helicopter because we must be able to make the distinction between the armed helicopter and the attack helicopter and globally the Apache has been recognized as the most credible platform again it might interest our listeners to note that the Apache as a basic platform goes back by almost 40 years plus it was 1975-77 late 70s but every I would say technological cycle has enabled an upgrade of the ordnance, the surveillance the traction, maneuverability and various other new features that we associate with the Apache. So, in summary, I would say that the Indian Air Force now has filled up a very, very important niche as far as multi-mission rotary wing capability is concerned because apart from its trans-border potential, meaning that for India now the line of control and the need to have this kind of a capability has been demonstrated over the last year plus. I am sure that the Indian Air Force would now be able to devise operational plans with a higher level of air power than was the case before the induction of the Apache.
1: Sir, I will want a clarification on behalf of the listeners. You referred the distinction between armed and attacked helicopters. Could you briefly explain well, both? Well,
0: I think a good example would be to say that, for instance, now India has invested in the Rudra. The Rudra is an indigenous helicopter and it is something that would be referred to as an armed helicopter because it's lighter. It would also be able to take... Passengers meaning the equivalent of troops if required. It also has an ordnance kind of profile but it is not at the same level as the attack helicopter which in this particular configuration is two-member helicopter which has got two pilots there and they would be able to do whatever the requirement of the aircraft is. It also has a missile capability. For instance, it has the Stinger which is air-to-air. It also has an air-to-ground. It also has rockets and cannons. So, if you look at the level of ordnance in the attack helicopter, it's of a much higher order in terms of ordnance delivery. Concurrently, the Apache has a digital enabling provision, meaning that it can be used in a network-centric kind of mode. We do not have that level of surveillance and digital profiling as far as we Armed helicopter is concerned So I would say that To again put it across In an elementary way For people who may not be aware That the capability Of the armed helicopter And its size And speed And traction And all the other Manoeuvrability features Would be of a Slightly lower order In a good example The climb rate Of the Apache Is almost 6000 feet per minute Now that is extraordinary In terms of acceleration So it allows you to move In an operational theatre At levels of capability Which are of As I say The higher order across the board. Delivery of ordnance, surveillance and the manoeuvrability of the aircraft as opposed to armed helicopter which would have a lower level of these features.
1: Sure, I'll keep you the technology of the Apache because there is a talk about the longbow fire control radar. Please break it down for listeners in simple terms what we read in the newspapers or we have been told that the longbow radar kind of tracks 256 targets then out of those 256 targets in the air presuming they are enemy targets, picks out the 16 most important targets and gives it to the pilot or to the fire controller. What does longboard radar do actually in a battlefield scenario?
0: Well, I think you already explained it very well, Ajay, which is that, again, to put it conceptually, it is the ability to track multiple targets. So, when we talk about an aerial platform, either independently or as part of a network, first of all, it should be able to identify targets. So, because of today's computer technologies and network capabilities, any single platform is able to identify a large number, in this case, almost 200 plus. Now, within that, you need a certain degree of discretion, meaning that you have to identify friend, foe or which is the most valuable target that has to be acquired for ordnance purposes. So, this kind of very rapid identification and then the selection of the most prioritized targets is something that is done in real time in fractions of minutes. And that is why this particular radar that we talk about is going to enable the aircraft not only with detection, but also selection and link it with the ordnance that is available. Then you can take a choice between what kind of ordinance would you use? Would you use a missile? Will you use the cannon? Will you use a rocket? So, this is why we talk about the multi-mission capability of the Apache, that you can use it in a wide range of operational, shall we say, exigencies. And that is what gives it its very distinctive profile. But like any other platform which is modern in this day and age, it is also dependent on the network, which is why the digital signature of the digital profile of the Apache is a very significant technological enhancement and that also introduces a certain degree of vulnerability. Now, as you know, you are a defense correspondent. There are almost 15 or 16 countries in the world that actually deploy or use the Apache. Some have the most recent, which is the 64 Echo E-Series. Some have a lower level of the variants, but they are also vulnerable to the current day and age. You know, you have fairly inexpensive missiles. So, therefore, the need for stealth the need for decoy, the need for various other countermeasures. So this is a bit of a cat and mouse game. So what I'm sure the Indian Air Force will get on top of this in good time so that you reduce the vulnerability of the platform and every major air force in the world, I think, is engaged in the same kind of... So stuff. when
1: we talk of the capabilities of the Apache, there was this data being given out yesterday by the Indian Air Force so by the company Boeing, which is the maker of the Apache, that uh, the Apache has a kind of a missile which has got precision strike ability called the Hellfire. And its precision strike ability has been used extensively in Afghanistan and also in Iraq by U.S.- stroke NATO forces. you think that kind of ability will be of use in India where the environment, I mean the environment, I mean the war scenario, will be very dense, much more dense than Iraq or Afghanistan?
0: Well, frankly, I think any service, whether it's the Army, the Navy or the Air Force, will acquire a capability. Now, I think the air chief, Marshal dhanawa made this observation yesterday at the induction ceremony in Pathan Court that the Indian Air Force has to be prepared for all kinds of scenarios that vary from a hot war, which is... A conventional war in any kind of situation where air power is required. And the other is to deal with India's current low intensity conflict and the internal security challenges. Many of them are centered around the line of control and our tension that is prevailing with Pakistan for almost a decade. So the Apache is going to enable the Air Force to deal with all these. So to, I think, make a comparison with what has happened in Afghanistan or for that matter Iraq may not be appropriate. The only reason being that the level of asymmetry that that the American forces enjoyed in Afghanistan or in Iraq is unlikely to obtain
1: in the Indian battlefield scenario. So you given need to the say that of the Americans had a greater upper hand in Iraq and Afghanistan vis-a-vis the adversary which India may not have in Exactly, Asia. exactly.
0: If you look at the capabilities of the adversary that the United States was dealing with, whether it's in the Afghan theater or for that matter in yeah. Iraq, Syria, I would say it was a different order. But for India, the geography of India being what it is and the strategic environment being what it is, I would say that the asymmetry will not obtain in the same manner as it did for the United
1: States. You mean the capabilities of our adversaries in the West and the North are far greater than what Apache faced in Iraq or Syria or Afghanistan? That that would be fair. And Komodo there is a very important, very interesting aspect of the Apache. It can fly up to 21,000 feet. Now, I'll drag you back to 20 years Kargil, where the intruders of the Pakistan Army were at altitudes in greater of 17,000 feet, 18,000 feet. I would Mi 25 and Mi 35 helicopters did not have the technological prowess to fly to those altitudes and strike at the intruders. Do you think the Apache can be dual tasked to the Himalayas no, also?
0: This is a very interesting feature, I think, of the Apache that it is feeling, if I remember right, is in the order of about six and a half kilometers, yeah. which would be about that much. feet. Now, that again gives the Indian Air Force, I think, many options, particularly where it is being used in tandem with the Indian Army for a given exigency where it is support to the land forces. Now, that is where I think the operational planning between the Army and the Air Force could be fine-tuned. Now, my query really to the system is, Prime Minister Modi has spoken about the C B S. Or jointness. He's
1: jointness, been very long exactly. about jointness. Now,
0: that is where I think this is going to be a test case that how would the Apaches fit into the overall pattern? That I think is one area that needs a certain amount of... So that aircraft.
1: means the Air Force and the Army buying the same helicopter for two different requirements may be odd because at the moment the tasking of the armored helicopters or the attack helicopters which we have with a flown by the Air Force but are tasked with the Indian Army's armored columns. With the Apache coming in sir, the, with it's probably a dual task role in the mountains and also along the armored columns the Army, would it be wise to keep it with the Air Force or with the Army?
0: Well all I would say is that we know from the experience of countries that have gone down the same route, that jointness calls for a certain kind of rearrangement of assets and also to be able to conform to the principle of the unity of command. I think the Kargil war and the recommendations that followed the Kargil committee report, the group of ministers increasingly pointed to the need for jointness. And Prime Minister Modi has repeatedly, I think, urged the armed forces to take the right decisions in terms of evolving that ethos of jointness. So, my point is the Apache bends itself to be able to take forward and this is something that the Air Force and the army, I think, need to
1: really consult and see how best they would use. What are really national assets? So this is the first time in several decades that we have acquired and inducted a US attack platform. What are the plus points and what are the negatives?
0: Well, first of all, I would say that as helicopters go, prior to the Apaches, the Indian Navy had acquired the Seeking helicopter. You know, that came with the erstwhile USS Trenton, which is the Jalashwa now. We are getting brand new helicopters, also the most modern. As I said earlier, the 64 Echo, the E series, is the latest as far as the Apache, you know, versions are concerned. I think for India, the challenge is going to be, and this is again going back to something that Prime Minister Modi has repeatedly underlined, make an in India. Now we are aware that for us the helicopter industry or the helicopter manufacturing base in India has been again relatively modest. We have the ALH, we also have the Rudra. But going back by many decades, if you remember the first helicopter that India had acquired was actually the French Alouette which became the Chetak and the Cheetah and various other kinds of, you know, versions that we tried. But the reality is that 70 years after independence, we still do not have adequate capacity for design and manufacture. So this is where I think the challenge for India is that when we tie up with a company like Boeing, nobody parts with design patent kind of, shall we say, knowledge or capability. That is something that is acquired very, I would say, diligently with a lot of hard work. And the Indian Navy, for instance, has demonstrated some success in the design of warships. That has given India a very, very, I would say, valuable kind of niche in terms of indigenous design capability. We have not been able to emulate that in the as far as air power is concerned or as far as aerial platforms are concerned, whether it is fighters or helicopters. I think India has to take a policy decision. And this is where I think, Ajay, we might also draw attention to the fact that the helicopter is a platform that is required not just by the Indian Air Force, not just by the Indian military, but by various departments and ministries of the government of India and the individual states, meaning air force apart, the army needs it, The Navy needs it, the Coast Guard needs it, our paramilitary forces need it, our disaster relief people need it, agriculture needs it, individual states need it, both for their internal communication and whatever other kind of tasking that they may have. So, I would say that a country like India has got a very wide bandwidth in terms of requirements of helicopters which can be of different size, different capability. So, I hope that the Apache acquisition induction can be used as a trigger for a larger national kind of blue print how do we begin the process of making India we have as I said some success in ALH the advanced light helicopter as also in the Rudra but to scale it up and bring a product that would be comparable with the global median. Because we are aware that our earlier experience of trying to manufacture helicopters and export them were not very successful because we were not able to provide that kind of product and after-sales service, which is very important. So I think we need to learn from these experiences and move ahead and not see the Apache as a standalone acquisition, but allow it to harmonize with the larger Make
1: in India vision that the government has been talking about. The Apache has been inducted at Prithankot. It's a new attack helicopter, provides great capability to the Indian Air Force. It's attack platforms, it will be dual task, probably in the Himalayas and also on the ground forces. Thank you, Commodore Bhaskar, for talking to us. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on Apache helicopters and strengthening of Indian
0: Air Force. The participants were Commodore C. Uday Bhaskar, Defence Analyst, and Ajay Banerjee, Journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks@gmail.com. at gmail.com.